our topic is on the justification required of a company policy. The justification required of a company policy. There are many companies that have company policies that are not justified in their establishment. What do I mean by that? In order for a policy to be valid, especially if it is in dispute or is the subject matter of a labor complaint, that company policy should be justified to help defend the company from that labor case. For example, smoking in the workplace. Is it valid for a company policy to state that a violation on smoking would lead to the penalty of dismissal. That is not an easy question to, un to answer because you have to first de determine the nature of business of that company. In an ordinary office setting, it would be very disproportionate for the offense of smoking to warrant a dismissal. There is that principle in labor law which states that the penalty must be commensurate to the offense. The penalty must be commensurate to the offense. So, is smoking, is dismissal commensurate to the act of smoking? The general answer would be no. And if there is a labor complaint uh, with the same set of facts, there is a very strong probability that the company would be held liable for illegal dismissal because the penalty of dismissal is not commensurate to the offense of smoking. However, there is an old case, a 1950s or 1960s case, wherein the Supreme Court said that smoking in that case even just once committed by the employee meaning it's a first-time offense dismissal was valid take note that in that case the penalty of dismissal for smoking was justified why because the establishment in that case 
what's in the nature the its nature of business was painting vehicles i think uh, if i recall it right they were painting jeepneys or cars so in that factory or warehouse there were a lot of flammable substances lying about or scattered everywhere such that if there is any form of fire particularly from smoking then it might lead to a fire or an explosion so even if the employee only committed the offense once just one time it was sufficient for the penalty of dismissal to be imposed because that offense was very serious in light of the nature of business of the employer again that was a unique case because the company was very much justified in, impl in imposing dismissal even for a one-time offense on smoking of course uh, we cannot wait for an actual fire or explosion to happen before the erring employee or misbehaving employee would have to be dismissed it would be very unfair to the employer to incur loss or damages uh, if that would be a requirement first before dismissing an employee take note if there would be a fire or explosion it could result in a damage of cars or vehicles which have uh, high value that could result in liabilities for the company to its customers or the owners of those vehicles so a policy should be justified in order for it to be valid in another case the question was on the policy of a company regarding obesity or not really obesity um, overweight and being overweight in that case an employee was dismissed for being overweight again if we don't know the nature of business of the company our initial reaction would be the penalty of dismissal was not commensurate to the offense of being overweight or we could even ask the question is it an offense to be overweight however if you add into the facts into this case the nature of business of the company and the position held by the employee then you would understand that the company was justified with its policy against over uh, being overweight and even the supreme court held that that policy for this particular case was valid what was the nature of business of the company it was an airline and the employee was a male steward or how do you call a male stewardess a male 
uh, steward in a in an airline. So, in resolving that case, the Supreme Court held that there was a justification for such a policy by the airline because stewardess, whether male or female, are expected to help passengers in case of an emergency, in case of an emergency landing, in case of, uh, God forbid, a crash, then the stewardess are the first responders in that situation. They should be fit and they should be uh, in good health in order for them to be able to help passengers into safety. So that was, a, that was the justification behind the requirement of the airline for its stewardess to maintain a particular weight. So uh, based on those two cases, you can now understand why it's important for a policy to be justified in order to be valid. A few years ago, there was this rave or trend of the game Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go it was an application that could be down downloaded on mobile devices and then played uh, by pointing the camera in the real world and it would be through some form of augmented reality if I use the term correctly there would be Pokemons that would be appearing on the screen of the mobile devices so the question was can you have a policy that would penalize the use of that um, application in the workplace based on what we've already discussed the proper way to analyze it is to first determine the nature of business of the company and then see if there is some justification to uh, the act of prohibiting the use of those mobile apps in the workplace. That is the same also for social media. Uh, involving Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Interest, SlideShare, and all of these other um, platforms. So if the company is able to justify the policy against such behavior, then in case of a labor complaint, the company would be able to protect itself by citing the reason, the basis, and the justification for such a uh, policy. Um, that's mostly for the code of conduct or for the offenses or penalties in uh, company policies. For policies, on the manner of doing work 
um, of course, um, the company has the right to determine the time, place, and manner, manner of work by virtue of its exercise of management prerogative. It's different from what we've earlier discussed regarding justification. Um, because the when it comes to regulating the hours of work and time of work, the company should be given wide latitude on what would be the most effective way for its workforce to be productive. Actually, it can also be argued that a change of work schedule, say from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. into 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., if there is a legitimate business interest which would serve as the justification for the change of work time schedule, then that uh, policy would be justified and thus the company would be able to protect itself in case of a dispute by an employee who does not want to change it, its work schedule uh, from the original schedule to the new uh, shift. When it comes to policies on transfer or reassignment of an employee, uh, the same rules apply. Management prerogative would be the general rule. However, management prerogative uh, is subject to the limitations of good faith and with due regard to the rights of the employees and labor laws. So, any transfer, any policy on transfer or reassignment, uh, there should be a justification for it uh, in terms of the legitimate business, business inter interest behind it. The company cannot just simply uh, reassign an employee uh, with a different position especially if that particular employee does not have any technical qualifications for the new position. For example, you cannot expect an administrative assistant to become a finance assistant or an accounting assistant who will be required to fill up tax returns or create accounting records that is a technical job uh, unless that particular admin assistant would be provided for the necessary training and um, courses or orientation to help him or her perform his or her job however if that if that admin assistant was transferred to that position of a finance or accounting assistant and is unable to do the work because the admin assistant does not have any of the background or experience to do finance and accounting related work and then he, uh, he or she was eventually dismissed then that can be argued that that was 
uh, an illegal dismissal because what happened there was the transfer was done in bad faith in order for the company to dismiss the employee because he or she was not able to do the work that was assigned to him. The same goes for transfer or reassignment in terms of physical or geographical uh, locations. An employee who is assigned in Cebu City cannot easily be relocated or transferred to Manila without any justification or legitimate business interest. Uh, it should be noted that employees might have already or are located or residing in that place and have business and have sorry and have family or have a home in Cebu uh, and directing them to report for work in Manila without any legitimate business reason behind it but the actual purpose was for that employee to resign from his work because he does not want to transfer um, his work to Manila. Then if that employee later on files a complaint, it's possible that the company may be held liable for illegal dismissal if there is no legitimate business interest supporting the transfer of that employee from Cebu to Manila. There is a Supreme Court decision similar in nature involving security guards based in Basilan City. They were directed to report for work in San Juan City in Metro Manila. However, when the security guards um, arrived here in Metro Manila, there was actually no work. There was no redeployment in other uh, accounts of the company. So when they filed a labor complaint, the company was held liable uh, for illegal dismissal. Um, it should be noted that the guards who came here in Metro Manila, um, because there was no work, they had to look for another employment. And thus they, they were, they resigned from their position or they left the security agency. Similarly, those who were located in Basilan City who did not want to travel to Manila was forced to resign um, with their work. So all of these security guards filed a labor complaint against their employer. So that's an example of a uh, policy that is not uh, justified if there is no valid reason for it, then the company might be held liable for illegal dismissal. So it's important that there should be a legitimate business interest or a justification behind a company policy, especially if it is one that could cause uh, labor disputes or issue. You can easily determine it if it will cause any controversy in your workplace. If it's a major shift in your culture, work practices, or methods of doing work. So when you're devising that particular policy, 
make sure that it is defensible or it or there is a justification that will protect the company in case it is challenged. Hi, I'm attorney Jake Delperto. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you have any feedback, feel free to send us an email via info at laborlaw.ph. Disclaimer All information herein are for general information only. These should not be considered as professional advice or legal opinion. Please consult with a professional for your specific concerns. If comments are made, they are the opinion of the speaker only. These do not reflect any organization that he may be connected or affiliated with.